Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project. We got you covered here at The Home Building Hero, coming to you live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Today's topic is key mortgage terms and what they mean. Now, this is always something that can be an issue for people, and that's understanding the paperwork when you finance a new home or purchase any home for that matter. And, and sometimes I, I take for granted some of the terms and the jargon that we use in, in our industry because there is a lot of it, and it can be very intimidating for the layperson. So this podcast is really to help anyone that's even refinancing, buying a new home, uh, just understand some of the terms and the language that you see in the paperwork and, and what it means. So uh, we're going to go through uh, quite a few different terms, what they mean and uh, you know what, what the, the definition is so that you guys understand it a little bit better when you're going through your paperwork. So let's talk a little bit on your mortgage on the front end. You're going to have a lot of things that you're going to see when you first do your application. So we'll talk about a few of those things right away. One of the first things is pre-approval. And a pre-approval is a document that tells you what you can afford for your home loan. And this is usually our first step in getting your home. And um, the, the lender's going to ask you for a few things. They're going to ask you for your credit score, your income, your assets. Um, they're going to ask you for um, you know some financial information from your work. Um, a lot of times they will also ask for you know some pay stubs and things like that. So that will then generate what's called a pre-approval letter. So this will give you an idea of how much you can afford to spend on your next home. All right, the next thing that you're gonna wanna know is the word appraisal. So once you've actually went in for a mortgage, you're gonna wanna know what the appraisal is. And that is an estimate of how much your home is worth. And you're gonna need this before they'll finalize your loan. And this helps assure the lender that they're not loaning you more money than you can afford and that you know your home is worth what you say it's worth. So that's really what the appraisal is for as well. All right, next term is mortgage term. And this is pretty simply the number of years that you're gonna pay on your loan uh, before it's paid off. This is the length of your mortgage, the term. So a lot of times you'll see 15-year, 30-year, and that's the amount of time that you would have your mortgage. Next key term is amortization. So this is amortization. The easiest way to explain it is this is how your payments are spread out over time. And so each time you pay down your or make a payment rather for your mortgage, a part of the loan goes to what's called the principal and the principal is really your balance due on the mortgage. And then a part of it goes to interest. Interest is the charge that you're getting uh, for borrowing the money. So typically what happens is you're going to pay a very small amount of principal early on for quite a while. And the majority of your payment is going to be on interest. So I always recommend to people, if you can, occasionally make some additional payments on your mortgage so you can knock that principal balance down. So again, principal balance is the amount that you take out to loan. 
Now, one thing to note about your principal balance, and this is something that's really important too, is that you may go in for a loan for let's just say $200,000, but there's also fees for your loan. And some banks will add those fees into your principal balance. So you don't have to actually come up with money out of your pocket, but all of a sudden you're not borrowing $200,000 anymore. You might be borrowing $205,000. So it's really important to understand that principal balance and what that really is. All right, the next key term is annual percentage rate or APR. And this is the the interest rate you'll pay for your loan on an annual basis plus any other lender fees. So this is always uh, shown as a percentage. So you might see two different rates. You'll see your regular interest rate, but then you'll see your annual percentage rate. And the annual percentage rate is a little closer to what you're actually paying because it includes all those additional bank fees uh, within your loan. So a lot of times you'll see, you know, 3% with APR of, you know, 3.1 or something like that. So that just um, helps give you an understanding of the additional costs of your, your loan. All right, the next key term is amortization. Amortization is how your loan is spread out over time. So again, part of it is going to go to principal and part of it is going to go towards interest. So again, make sure that you understand the amortization of your mortgage and that you know, you're going to be making consistent payments and it's going to be applying partly to principal, partly to interest. All right, let's talk about some other key mortgage terms. And some of these are different programs that you can do and other things that factor into your loan. So fixed rate mortgage. So a fixed rate mortgage, easiest way to describe it is that you have the same interest rate throughout the the term of your loan. So if you do a 5% loan, hopefully you're not getting a rate like that. Hopefully you're getting a 3% rate with the way rates are right now. That means that over that entire time, if it's a 30-year mortgage, you would have that 5% rate or 3% rate or whatever the rate is that you, you had. So that rate is going to stay the same no matter what. Now, adjustable rate mortgage, or they sometimes call them ARMS, A-R-M, is a a loan that varies depending on how the the market rate is for interests. So, for example, uh, a lot of times with ARMS, they'll be fixed for a certain amount of time. They might be fixed for the first year or for a couple months, and then they will be based on the market. So if the rates go up in the market, a lot of times what will happen is then your mortgage rate will go up. A lot of times adjustable rate mortgages have a little bit lower rate to begin with than than a fixed rate. Uh, but but typically, you know, if the market changes, you run the risk of going over and spending a higher interest rate. And a lot of times what will happen too with an adjustable rate mortgage is that it'll have a percentage added to it. So it'll say, you know, uh, prime rate, which is the the basic rate that the bank would would pay for interest. It might be prime plus a quarter of a percent or prime plus a half a percent. And then that's that's what your mortgage is, is indexed to or, or uh, you know, tied to. So, for example, if you have uh, prime, prime rate is, let's say, 3% and it's prime plus a quarter, it's 3.25%. If prime goes up to 3.3%, then you could be at 3.55%. 
So understand that, and that's how an adjustable rate mortgage works. And a lot of times for building a home, you do have to do an adjustable rate mortgage. And the reason for that is it's usually a short-term loan. It's usually only for maybe a year. Sometimes you can keep it longer if you, you really like the mortgage that you have. But as soon as your home is done and closed, a lot of times you'll go into that fixed loan. All right, another thing you're going to need when you finance is homeowner's insurance. And this is going to protect not only you, but protect the lender in case that asset, which is your home, if something happens to it, if it burns, burns down or it uh, gets you know, damaged or somebody breaks in and steals things, you have to have homeowner's insurance in place to protect not only you, but to protect the bank's asset as well. Another thing you're going to need to know is property taxes. And if you've never owned a property, this may be unfamiliar to you. For most people, you are probably familiar with property taxes. And uh, those obviously are something that has to be paid annually to your state government or your local government, rather, um, not your state government, your local government. And it varies from area to area. And some mortgages will require that you set up an account to uh, set money aside for those taxes and they'll take out, you know, basically one twelfth of what those taxes will be every single month. Now, other lenders maybe won't make you do that. They'll allow you to pay your own property tax, but most most mortgages now they want to collect for those um, those property taxes and usually it's a segregated account and then at the end of the year, they will send you that check for your property taxes and then if there's any difference, a lot of times you get to, to keep that difference. And usually they collect a little bit more than what you need. So usually there's a little bit left. Otherwise you can go back into that account and then reduce your payment the following year. So you have to kind of find out how that works with each lender because they do handle that different from time to time. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. That's a trifecta of the construction business. We all want that, right? Well, after working and talking with hundreds of home builders and remodelers over the past two years, BuildBook has discovered the one common ingredient that determines the success of your construction business, the client experience. And we're not talking about just during a project. A client's experience goes from their first impression to their final payment and everything in between. And if you drop the ball anywhere in that journey, things can get super messy, super quick. BuildBook has developed the first of its kind platform that focuses on helping you deliver throughout the client journey, the one thing standing between you and achieving the trifecta of construction. It starts with marketing tools to attract the right leads, add in sales tools so you can win the best projects, and finish with project tools that knock your clients' socks off. Marketing, sales, and project tools all rolled into one simple yet powerful platform designed to give you and your business an unfair advantage. If you're looking for happier clients, more profits, and less stress, head on over to buildbook.co now and try it for free yourself. That's buildbook.co. And if you let them know you heard about them on the Home Building Hero podcast, they'll send you a free swag pack. All right, here's another interesting mortgage term, debt to income ratio, or they call it DTI. And again, the debt to income ratio, it's equal to your total fixed uh, monthly debt divided by your monthly gross household income. So they look at this, this is sort of a ratio that they look at to see if uh, you know you have enough money available to make all your payments. So 
if you have too high of debt to income, you know, you may not get a loan. And uh, most lenders want uh, applicants that have a debt to income of half or less. So again, your your uh, monthly debt divided by your, your gross household income, and that's going to be your debt to income ratio. Okay. Next key term is down payment. And this is the amount of money that you're going to put down to reduce your principal. This is sort of like your collateral. A uh, collateral, again, is the amount of uh, money that you're going to put towards the loan to say that, you know, you're good for this loan. And most banks don't like to loan 100% of the balance. They want to have some sort of collateral. Your home will be collateral, but uh, money that you put down is also collateral. So let's say you're borrowing for a home and you put $20,000 down and uh, you make a few payments and then you default on your loan. Uh, the bank eventually is going to take that home and you're also going to be out that $20,000. So you have to understand that that down payment, it does reduce your, your principal balance and everything. But, you know, that is the money that you are risking if you do not move forward or proceed forward, you know, with with the transaction. Uh, if you, you know, default on your loan, uh, you can, you know, lose those funds. All right. Private mortgage insurance. That's also called PMI. And again, this is uh, basically uh, an insurance policy that protects the lender if you default on your loan. Now, you're only typically required to pay PMI if you have less than 20% down payment. Um, now, again, the other way that you can get rid of PMI is once you have that 20% equity in your property. So equity means that's how much you know, uh, skin you have in the game, so to speak, how much value you have in your home. So it's really important to understand that PMI, uh, you want to get rid of that as soon as you can. So a lot of times people have PMI, you might put close to 20% down, but if your home doesn't appraise, now you have to pay what's called PMI. So maybe you had 20% down, your house doesn't appraise, and now instead of having 20% down, you may only have 18% down. Well, as soon as you get to the point where you've made some payments and you've got some additional principal in there, or maybe you can go and borrow um, some money from a relative or something, uh, that way you can get that 20% and remove the PMI insurance. All right, the next key phrase when you're getting a loan is title. Title is proof that you own the home. And that includes a legal description of the property and the name of anyone who owns it. And uh, that would be the title. So that's proof of legal ownership of the property. The next document you'll see in your loans is your deed. And the deed is the physical document that proves that you own this home. And only the seller would sign the deed when they're selling the property. So you'll have a deed. It'll have your name and information on it. You do not sign it. The only time you sign it is when you sell your home. Then you give that signed deed to your next buyer. And then they would prepare a new deed you know, for the new buyer. That's basically how that works. So just so you understand how that process goes. All right, another key term is earnest money. Earnest money is the amount of money or like a check that you write. Uh, now, nowadays, you can also do this online, but uh, it's basically a prepayment that you make to the seller 
A lot of times the real estate agent will hold it. And it's basically held in what's called trust, which is a uh, audited account. And uh, it's basically saying that, hey, I I am planning to make a purchase on this home. Here's my good faith that I'm moving forward with the transaction. So that is earnest money. And earnest money has all sorts of things that can happen to it. It can be refunded. If you do move forward with the transaction, the earnest money is actually applied you know, to the purchase price. So it becomes part of your down payment. But uh, a lot of times earnest money is about 1% to 2% of the cost of the home. And that's usually a fair amount to put down for a deposit. All right, closing costs. Closing costs are the fees that you're going to incur from your lender to prepare the loan. Now, this can be all sorts of stuff. This can be appraisal fees. It can be origination fees. Uh, This can be um, any type of processing fees that you're going to have with the bank. And the closing costs can typically be 3% up to 6% of the value of the loan. So understand that. And again, sometimes those closing fees get added to your principal balance. Sometimes you just pay for those up front. So just understand your closing costs. This is probably one of the the oddest terms and uh, term that people really don't understand very well, and that's escrow. And people that have a mortgage basically have an account. It's called an escrow account. And what happens with that is the lender will hold the money and use that for a certain purpose. So that can be set aside for uh, your homeowner's insurance. It can be set aside for your property taxes. And you can split your payments to those uh, particular accounts that way you don't have to pay it all at once. So that's what they call escrow. So that means the money is set aside for a purpose. Another mortgage term that you might run into is discount points. And what you can do is it's it's like a payment that you make to buy down your interest rate. So a discount point is a prepayment to buy down your interest rate. So a one discount point is equal to 1% of your home value. So the more discount that you buy, you know, basically the lower interest rate you're going to have with your home. All right, last two terms for your mortgage so you understand all the jargon. Title insurance. Title insurance is basically protecting yourself against a claim against your property. So title insurance basically says that, you know, if there's a someone that's, uh, you know, let's say making a legal claim against your property, that's why you have title insurance. So they're guaranteeing that you will have a clear title to your home. Another thing that you might see within that insurance is what's called gap insurance. Gap insurance is basically an insurance that uh, provides protection between the time that you sign and close your mortgage or your loan and the time that it's recorded. There's usually a delay in there. It could be a week. It could be two weeks. So if there's a legal claim that happens between those times, the gap insurance would cover that. And typically that's like about another $75 or so, give or take. All right. And the last key term for you guys, for your mortgages, is closing disclosures. And this is basically a document that goes over the terms of your loan. 
So it'll include a lot of different things like your closing costs, your loan principal, your interest rate, those type of things. And the new requirement is that the lender has to give you this disclosure at least three days before uh, you finalize your loan or close your loan. So this is something to kind of go, hey, this is how much you're paying. This is what you're going to owe. A lot of times the closing disclosures will show the total amount of interest that you're going to pay if you just make the minimum payment over the term of your loan. It's kind of a scary number. Sometimes you'll see these things. It'll be like $480,000. You're like, holy cow, uh, I'm borrowing you know, one hundred or $200,000, but it's going to cost $480,000 over 30 years. But um, that's why it's important to look at that and understand it. And then, you know, sometimes make additional principal payments because uh, that can drastically reduce the amount of money that uh, you're going to pay out on that loan over its term. So hopefully, guys, uh, stayed with me on this. I know there's a lot of terms here, but it can be really, really intimidating if you're a, a buyer and you get this stack of paperwork from the bank and there's all these words. You got to understand um, all these different things and formulas and stuff. And I know a lot of people don't really read the entire mortgage document verbatim. Um, you know, a lot of times lenders will kind of walk you through the basics. But uh, hopefully this is helpful to you guys, especially if you're going to refinance or you're looking at purchasing a brand new home. Uh, understand these terms. Understand what some of them mean. Uh, hopefully this gave you a little bit better picture of that. So when you know your mortgage officer or even your realtor uh, or just someone at the bank is talking to you about some of these things, you have a general understanding of what they mean. So once again, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in today to the Home Building Hero. We are coming to you live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios. And I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero. And we'll talk to you guys very soon.